Good morning. Nearly afternoon, really. Today, I always forget to get the date. Um, 21st, 22nd, I don't know. Uh, we just finished the longest night of the year, uh, the winter solstice, and I have no idea what the uh, temperature is because it's just very nice. My guess would be in the 50s. And yes, it's raining, but it's lovely. I think, I don't know what's happened the last two or three days, but um, yeah, it's nearly Christmas. And we've had all the snow that we've had this year in like one day. And now it's over. So anyway, um, yeah, freakish weather. Uh, we went to Paulette's house to uh, wait out Yule. And, you know, we were just planning on going there for a couple of hours anyway. They stay up all night. I mean, um, it was uh, Paulette and Heather Welliver, Mark Bailey, and the Grail Pup. And uh, so they were going to stay up all night because that's what you do on Yule. <clears throat> um, we were just going to go for a couple of hours because it was just not something. I mean, Allie wasn't feeling good and I had lots of stuff to do and all that kind of thing. You Honestly, the idea of staying up all night is very, uh, I don't know, college. But, uh, yeah, so we... Uh, out there and we we're gonna have a good time we started watching the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and uh, then we cut that off when uh, the Grail Pack got there and I'm not entirely sure what led to it but um, Paulette has the Google Chromecast which uh, it's a really cool little $35 thing I got the same thing at home if you've downloaded the app onto your phone, you can go to YouTube and find videos of whatever, and uh, and then you can tell the TV, here, play this. And so I'd never done this before. I had, had never heard of anybody doing this before, but we were playing basically dueling videos. Uh, somebody would take control, and we'd play a short video, and then somebody else would go, oh wait, I got one. And then they'd play a short video. We did that for like two hours. Two or three hours, I guess. And that was fun. Um, anyway. Yeah, we did that for a while. And uh, then uh, they sat up to watch Despicable Me 2. And I gotta admit, I did not last that long. I mean, I faded in and out. There was the part where they were sneaking into Macho's restaurant, and then there was the attack chicken, and then all of a sudden they were flying around and shooting the purple minions, and then all of a sudden there was the wedding, and I don't remember most of it, because I fell asleep several times. And uh, pretty sure the EP did as well. Um, Allie didn't. She started feeling better once we were out and had some food and were hanging out with people. She started having a good time. 
and that was nice. Oh, and we exchanged gifts. Paulette got uh, the EP a nook, which I think is a great idea because she has had two Android tablets uh, in the past, gosh, year, two years, and she broke both of them. Uh, I mean, just totaled both of them. Uh, one of them, she totaled within the first day of having it. So we basically said, look, the next tablet she gets, she's, she's paying for. And the thing that, one of the things that bugged me about it was that you got this tool, which is an amazing ebook reader. And I know that she likes to read, but you put her in front of an Android tablet and it's all Angry Birds. Don't get me wrong, I got nothing against recreating with video games. I am a great fan of recreating with video games. But I realize that it can suck a person away from from pursuits that they might otherwise truly enjoy and get more out of. And like I said, the EP likes to read. She really enjoys doing it, so it's one of those things where if you don't put the candy in front of the child, they will really enjoy the Brussels sprouts. And so, Paulette's gift of a uh, basically true ebook reader, I mean, uh, the Nook isn't really made for a lot of apps, and if it is, I'm not going to tell her. <laughs> but um, but it is really good with the e-ink. It's really good at holding a charge so that it's always there. You don't have to charge it a lot. It's got your books ready for you all the time. And it's just very cool. <coughs> Found myself rather envious of it by the, by the time the night was out. Despite the fact that I've got my own tablet and stuff. So anyway, that was cool. It was a great gift. And uh, I got these really cool little paper craft um, robots that you can have, like, fight each other on the remote control. And so that's neat. And Ali got a recipe book for... Star Trek, uh, Star Wars things. And, uh, you know, it's like Yoda Soda and Wookiee Pie and what was it? Uh, I don't remember. There was one with Lando and I can't remember what it was. <coughs> so, uh, Lots of fun puns. Oh, and it came with little uh, cookie cutters shaped like Darth Vader's helmet, Yoda's head, stuff like that. So yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, had a really nice time. Uh, 
Those of you who have been paying attention will notice that I haven't actually posted anything on Morning Walk for at least a day or so. I think I may have skipped Friday, but I know I skipped Saturday. And, uh, I really don't have a good excuse. I just sort of... I'd been reading a lot about how to structure a book, and I'd spent, I spent about an hour or two just reorganizing the book. Make it make sense, make sure things are happening in a proper order, making sure that I had the right number of, and this is going to sound pedantic, but I swear to God it helped, making sure that it had the right number of words per chapter. And no, I'm not dogmatic about it. I mean, if you count them, they won't be exactly 6,000 words per chapter. But 6,000 was just about where I was aiming. And so, you get into, I have to juggle these storylines. And I want to make sure everybody's represented in each 6,000 word section. So, anyway... So yeah, I spent a lot of time on that yesterday. And to be perfectly honest, after staying up until about 2 a.m. this morning, I slept until about 10. And then, uh, and then the first thing I did was to continue that same work. I, my body just rebelled against sitting down and writing. I, I don't know why my brain was just doing anything but writing. It, uh, it said, we're going to, you know, I bet there's a new ride or die version out there. Why, yes, there is. All right, let's grab the update. Let's get the new ride or die version. Oh, well, I should probably buy the new one because there's a next version. Well, let's see what's in the next version. And oh, Okay, now we've got the new version. Let's reorganize our books. Reorganize the book so that it fits with the, uh, beat sheet that we want to use. By the way, I, I've i just about given up on trying to fit my book into a beat sheet. They do things like they say you should spend 40,000 words introducing the next main concept, that kind of thing, and 20,000 words on the next pinch point and resolve that. And man, I just really don't write like that. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I mean, I, obviously it works a lot better for them than it does for me, but every single section of every single chapter, I'm basically pushing the story forward. And I'm wondering if that's a bad idea. I mean, I remember once there was a reviewer who said that he likes to listen to podcasts by uh, putting them on fast forward and listens to them at double speed. And he says he can't do that with my stories because there's no uh, pause to reflect, I guess. I mean, I spend a lot of time reflecting, so it can't really be that. But, but when I'm reflecting, I mean, when I have my characters reflecting, they're basically trying out different arguments that are along the lines of, is this what's happening? Is that, what, is that what's happening? What do I need to do about whatever? And they, uh, 
you know, they're actively changing their viewpoint several times or refining it quickly every time they stop to think about it. So while I spend a lot of time reflecting, it's active reflection, which sounds stupid. But uh, I swear to God, it's the way it feels. Um, what else? Uh, so I don't fit within the beat sheets because my action points, you know, they say, okay, have an action scene here and have an action scene here. And they, they list, there's like five places where you have to have an action, action scene. And I've got them all over the flipping place. I've got them. I mean, there's like 10 of them. And because of the way the story's set up, they aren't evenly spaced. I mean, and, and I don't feel bad about that because it sort of fits the way I've seen life fit. In war, in my own life, I've always had the impression that there are long, long, dull, boring times that are punctuated by everything hitting you all at once. You watch action films and they talk about we have to do this, then we have to do that, then we have to do the other. And yet, it strikes me that in actual war, In actual war, there is more of a feeling that everything's going fine, and then all of a sudden, oh crap, no it's not. Everything's falling apart. So, there we go. Ooh, big dog. So I tend to write kind of like that. I tend to write where there are uh, long passages where people are talking, long passages where plans are made, but that people are all planning to do things right now. And they all plan at pretty much the same rate of speed. So that right now ends up being everybody doing this something at the same time. Which makes me a little nervous in the writing because remember the second Matrix movie? The second Matrix movie was predicated upon three different missions all going off without a hitch at exactly the same time. And they set up the story to be like that partially so they could do the secondary content elsewhere. But it felt very wrong. They didn't... They didn't split it cleanly enough, in my view. But even even then, I'm, I mean, I'm not criticizing them for that. I'm saying, is it a bad idea to show a whole bunch of things happening at the same time? I mean, you take, like, the Game of Thrones series, and, uh... 
And they don't do that. They have a big thing happen, and then lots of plotting, lots of plotting, and then a big thing on a completely different side of the world happen. Lots of plotting, lots of plotting. That kind of thing. So, and I only mention Game of Thrones because the more I put this together, the more I think that the... Not the story, but the style is somewhat similar. I've got several different families working against each other, which, boom, right there. You got a Game of Thrones style thing, but I've got them with their own plans around the same central goal, which the more I say that, the more it sounds like Game of Thrones. They're all trying to be king. I just mean that I don't think anybody's going to look at my book and say, oh, it's the next Game of Thrones. But structurally, there are a lot of similarities. So I've been looking at how George R. R. Martin does it. Because let's face it, if we've got the same structure, then I want to make sure I know how it's properly done. And properly done is probably how he did it because he sold like a bajillion copies. So anyway, I'm nervous about doing all of those at once. And and that's why I can't really use a beat sheet. I tried, I checked the many different formats, just don't see it. I think one of the problems is they say there's one main problem, one question, one change in the character, and that is all. And that's not what I'm doing. And that worries me, it makes me think I'm doing the wrong thing, you know? I've got different people learning different lessons, going through different trials. But what the hey? You know what? I'm spending my time doing something I like, and if I can make a buck off of it, awesome. Speaking of which, I gotta get the uh, podcast done, submitted to Evo. I put it up for criticism in the uh, Potty Books Mentorship Forum, and they mentioned a bit of air noise issue. Basically, like, if you're going to record for an hour, you get silence. I mean, you get like five seconds of silence from the beginning. And then you use noise removal to get rid of that air noise for the rest of the recording. And while I've been working on it, I've been getting better at it. But when I first started, it wasn't so great. And of course, the... uh, The audio that I put up there for the mentorship thing was the the first chapter of the book. So it was when I wasn't doing all that well at it. See, as you record, 
the air quality changes a little bit in ways that you may not notice. Air conditioner kicks on, somebody turns on a washer or dryer downstairs, you didn't hear it, but the microphone catches it and then it throws off your noise removal. Makes you sound really processed. So, that sucks. But, uh, yeah. So I got, uh, they didn't seem to have a problem with much else. They said the volume was good and reading rate was good and all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad about that. Of course, I've had almost no feedback on the actual uh, blog on the blog where I've been posting it. So, well, I say no feedback. I mean, somebody's actually flattered a couple of episodes, so that's using the, there's a website called Flatter that lets you, you put money in and then you can assign it to different things and it automatically gives those people money, small micropayments. It's a very cool system. I'm sure there are people making a bunch of money off it, but right now, between me not being a big-time writer and Flatter not being a well-known website, I haven't gotten a lot out of it. But it was nice. It was nice to see that people were saying, hey, I like this enough to give it money. There's no higher praise, really. Anyway, um, so I saw something recently, an author was basically saying, you have no excuse not to write. She was saying, you set up a little notebook that you carry around with you. And you write out today, these are the things that I want to cover. Now, to my way of thinking, that's, here's an extra thousand words. And you write out, here's what I want to get done. In that amount of space or time. Which for me, would be like, every time I pull out the notebook, I want to get another couple hundred words. And she says, every time you would reach for your phone to check your email, instead, reach for the notepad and spend about five minutes writing. For some authors, that is a horribly aberrant idea. I can't just sit down and write for five minutes and then put it away. There's a flow. There's a theme. There are things to consider. And they are right. However, flow and theme, things to consider, to my mind, are editing issues. Those are rewriting issues. 
And the first part of the book has to be word count. Just get the whole story down on paper. And then, later, worry about whether it forwards the theme, whether it presents the character properly, whether it works with continuity, all of that stuff. That's for after. Anyway, so I like that idea. I like the idea of just carrying something around. You can flip open and start taking notes. Not taking notes, but writing words on what you want to do. The beginning of every day, like maybe after I do the thousand words or whatever, sit down and write. This is the next section. This is the synopsis for the next bit that I want to write. And uh, as the day goes on, set a little alarm for myself five times during the day where I stop and write 200 words. Like maybe right after I get home, like once an hour, you know, after you eat dinner, play with the kids, do another 200, that kind of thing. Little bits, 200 words doesn't seem like a lot. Five minutes certainly doesn't seem like a lot. I'm pretty sure I can do 200 words in five minutes. Every time you sit down, you're fresh. You read the last few words that you wrote. You know the, what you were saying. And you just pick up, you start writing. By the end of the day, you got another thousand words. <sighs> Label that tactic how to double my word count overnight. <sighs> Assuming it works. <sighs> it's really a shame I hadn't been able to do the morning walks the last couple of days because they have been beautiful. We got ducks out there, but I doubt they'll be interested in sticking around long enough to take pictures. Ducks are not, despite what you may think, very photogenic. It's worth noting that we're about 27 minutes in and still haven't gotten the low battery sign, which is nice because I think I still have it tied to Bluetooth, so by all rights, we should have the low battery sign by now. Alright. Sit. Oh man, you are drenched, puppy. Sit. Sit. Good girl. Stay. 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 Good girl, Ripley. Hey, Ripley. Good girl. Okay. All right, let's get you home. <sighs> Mr. Ripley has become a lot better about going out for walks recently. 
No idea why. I don't think it's the weather. I like to hope that she's just getting used to the idea of going out and so she's not so spooked by me putting the leash on her. funny. It's only about noon. It feels like it's been a long day. With all the reorganizing the book and and I did get my thousand words in. It's kind of funny because I set up the uh, reorganization and as part of it, the section that I'm working on should be about 2,000 words. Or no, should should have closed out the 4,000 word chunk that it had. I was at 3,700. I said, alright, I just have to get this one point out of the way. And then we'll be at about 4,000. It'll fit nicely. It'll dovetail in with everything. I sit down and I start writing and, well, they have to go to a new place to have this discussion. And I have to describe the new place. And what the hey, let's make it a somewhat interesting new place. A press of people making it difficult to hear each other. They're ordering drinks from the tavern kind of thing. And next thing you know, I haven't actually answered the question, but I've got lots of good character development and nice scenery, and it's been another thousand words. This is how I accidentally get up to five to 50,000 words. Well, actually, we just crested 40,000, which sounds cool, until you realize that's about 10 days behind. I ain't worried. 10 days behind is not bad. If I have to put it out on December 10th instead of, all right, not put it out, but if I have to have it ready by December 10th instead of December 1st, I'll be fine. I've been telling myself though, this is gonna be a Groundhog Day book and not in that it's going to feel like it's constantly doing the exact same thing. Wow, that went negative fast. I just meant that by Groundhog Day, I want to have 90,000 words written. And for my love of the great Nathan Lowell, I will make sure that it ends on a resolution. <clears throat> if not, the conclusion. <sighs> I feel like I spent the entire time talking about the book. People who are sick of hearing the book, I apologize. Because I know I, I think about it a lot. <sighs> it's hard to really apologize for that. <sighs> What else? What else has been going on? Uh, got up this morning, fed and walked the dogs, did my thousand words, reorganized the hell out of the book, started using those uh, Scrivener word targets so that I could tighten it up, plot it out a little better. That's pretty cool. And, uh, let's see. 
What else? That's about my day so far. That's that's all I've done. Feels like I've done a whole day's worth of stuff. But that's all I've done. I tell you something, when I get back home, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna play Borderlands for an hour. One hour of Borderlands. Why? Because I've done a lot already. My day's goals are reached by 1 p.m. That is not bad. Oh, you know what? I just remembered what day it is. I remembered what day it is because it's, it has to be the 22nd because tomorrow's the 23rd. We lose the EP. She's going off to visit with Allie's ex. And uh, we spend a lot of time trying to make her not nervous about it. But she keeps bringing it up because she is nervous about it. And that kind of stinks. Sorry, puppy, had to stop. Yeah, it's wet. And basically tie my shoelaces. <sighs> so what else? <laughs> you know how I complain about people stopping me with Google Glass? Well, yesterday we were in a hurry because we were running late to uh, to get to Paulette's house. And so we stopped in at this gas station. I was gonna run in, because we were supposed to like get some drinks, snacks, that kind of thing. I was gonna run in, grab the stuff, run back out. I run in, everybody's staring at me, and I was like, what? And then I remembered that I'm wearing Google Glass. I literally did not remember I was wearing it. So I thought, oh man, all right. I just grab my stuff, heading for the, cash register. I'm all set. Gonna make it out before anybody. Excuse me, sir. Sure enough. I turn around and there's a very genial looking huge pumped cop standing behind me. Excuse me, sir. Is that the Google Glass? And for just a brief moment, I'm thinking I can't be getting in trouble for just wearing it indoors. This, you know, but it turns out he was just interested. And so I gave him, Allie's been giving me hints on how to get rid of these things quickly by just giving them a short version of what it does. But every time I try that, they ask for more information. And so I end up giving him full spiel on how to make phone calls, video calls, email, and taking pictures and the privacy concerns and all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, ends up being a long thing. And this officer was no different. After a little while, I actually let him try it on because I could tell that he was curious. And at one point, Allie actually texts me 
and says, uh, looks like you got caught by another curious person. And, and I, I text her back going, worse than that, it's a cop. Uh, can't say no, Mr. Officer. It's funny how different people have different questions about it. Everybody seems to have questions, but people seem to have different questions. Like, the cop wanted to know, you know, uh, I think he mentioned somebody got kicked out of a restaurant. And I said, yeah. And he said, what legal authority does the restaurant have to kick somebody out for wearing something? And I was just like, oh man, bless you for asking that. So I gave him the argument as I understand it. Anybody can refuse service to anyone else. Legally, we can't compel anyone to sell or buy from anyone else. And he was like, okay. I said, and so if that person is in the restaurant and not buying anything, the uh, owner has the right to say that they're trespassing. So if you wanted a legal argument, and he was like, that's kind of thin. I said, yeah, well, it didn't have to go, get that far because most of the guys who have Google Glass are generally pretty, pretty cool about it. I mean, they genuinely want to make people feel good about it rather than get negative experiences from it. So, yeah. I keep thinking somebody's going to walk up to me and just slap them off my face. But, I mean, there really is, in places, a feeling of hostility. Whenever I mention that to Allie, she goes like, right. So they're going to walk up to the six-foot-tall guy, 200 pounds, in the black leather jacket, the biker jacket, with bald head and earring. And then they're going to slap the glasses off of his face. And I said, all right, well... Maybe not really likely, but still. Still, you want to talk to those people. You want to tell them, hey, it's cool. I'm not filming you. I'm not putting you up on YouTube. I'm not, you know, taking your picture and I'm not tracking you. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> they, uh, they have a third-party app that will do facial recognition on Google Glass. So get ready, kids. The ability to recognize who you're talking to and Foursquare announces that Brand went to Subway and met with Allison and EP. That's going to be the check-in. A year from now, it's going to be there. That's going to come up, and you won't have to touch a button. No, I'm not saying that is a good thing. I'm saying that is a cautionary tale. Be ready, people, because the only way to stop this is not by limiting technology. It's by getting people to recognize what it can do and what they want to do to other people. You don't want to do terrible things to people, so you turn these things off. Facebook, Foursquare, all those people, they will do it. They will love to do it. So you got to stop them. You cannot stop the tech. But you can choose what you're using. 
All right, we are at almost exactly, boom, just hit 40 minutes and have not gotten the uh, battery thing yet. I'm wondering if this is like the new, you know, the update. They put in the new update, the XE12. So anyway, um, we are at the door and I will hopefully talk to you tomorrow.